0: like huge bonuses. I wouldn't have to answer to somebody else. I wouldn't have to clock in under somebody else's schedule. And I had the freedom to be able to work and play with the people that I wanted to work and play with on a timeline that was mine.
1: You're listening to Fuel Radio, inspiration and training to fuel your day. Now here's your host, Rod Jans. Thank you for joining me, Corinne.
0: Thank you so much. This is fun. Thank you.
1: Well, we'll tell our listeners that we just did an interview and I forgot to hit the record button. So, <laughs> it
0: was practice. You knew that I needed the practice, so I appreciate that.
1: That's right. So this is going to be really good. We've had a, a practice round. <laughs> so that's not the most extensive uh, introduction. Maybe you could fill us in a little bit on some of the things that you've done.
0: Thanks. Um, to start out, one of the things that most people don't know is I thought I was going to be an orchestra conductor. So I started heading in that direction and have a bachelor's and a master's degree pursuing that. I left that to go into the law, but in between the two, I did a stint as a personnel manager for a chain of freestanding urgent care facilities. And then when I went into the law, I did something completely different and sought to be a trial attorney. So I've I have been an award-winning trial attorney in Chicago for the last 25 years before leaving to become an entrepreneur and pursue what I really wanted to do.
1: Excellent. So, yeah, let's talk about your entrepreneurial journey a little bit. Uh, You know, what got you thinking about even wanting to be an entrepreneur? I mean, people might have looked at you in the past. You're, you're an award-winning attorney. You're, you're probably having a successful law practice. Uh, why, why make it why make it change?
0: Um, I'd say a couple of things. One thing is that I have been gifted with more creativity than one person should be allowed to have, and it's hard to contain <laughs> it in the box of the law. So there is mm-hmm. that. Um, in the law, there's a lot of, uh, blame and shame, and I didn't like that, um, and I wanted to get out. But predominantly, I would say it's that in the law, um, I worked on multi-million dollar cases, so we could only work on like 10 at a time. And in it, through the law, I got um, some training on storytelling and speaking and helping people create authority. And I saw in the world of entrepreneurship, I could use the creativity that I've been gifted with. I could help more people, and I could do it without blaming and shaming, and so it, um, it was the package deal for me, and then on top of that, like huge bonuses, I wouldn't have to answer to somebody else. I wouldn't have to clock in under somebody else's schedule, and I had the freedom to be able to work and play with the people that I wanted to work and play with on a timeline that was mine, so it was nice. a huge difference.
1: Yeah. And what does some of that freedom look like for you? What have you been able to do since you're, you know, your own boss, quote unquote? (laughs) Um,
0: I still work a number of hours, but it's by choice, not by force. Mm -hmm. Um, The beauty of the law practice that I was in is nobody cared how long or how much you worked on a case as long as you could get a multi-million dollar result. Um, In the entrepreneur world, I care about how much I work and so do my clients. Um, but it's, it's the inverse way that happens in most businesses. Um, there is a mindset towards um, don't make your life your work, actually make people your life. And mm-hmm. so with the entrepreneur lifestyle, uh, my brother had a stroke in the beginning of December, I was able to take off a week and just do my work, but do it alongside of him. I have seven nephews. If uh, One of them runs um, as a director of children's musical theater. And whenever he has a performance, I can go. And I don't have to worry about if a brief's due or a trial's up or if the schedule's out of my control. So those have been huge. Um, But in addition to that, just the freedom of deciding I'm going to work the hours I want to work. And it doesn't matter if the court's open or my boss is in. Um, Mm. I check in and out when it's appropriate for me. Great. That's been huge.
1: Was it intimidating for you to get started or was it kind of just, uh, did it happen sort of naturally?
0: It was freeing. Um, I planned it for a little while. So it's not Mm. like I just one day decided, that's it, I'm done. I'm out of here. And I'm into the entrepreneur world. I was planning it. um, And when I left, it was far more joyous than I expected. Um, I didn't have, when I left, a full stash of clients, and that would lead people to think that had to be nerve-wracking. And I was aware that client and cash was important, Um, (laughs) but it wasn't anything like I thought it would be. It really was, can I try something? It didn't work. Iterate quick. And there's nobody yelling at me that, hey, you didn't do this right. It was just those kinds of freedoms were really expressed early on. And so too, did the clients showing up. So that was hugely helpful.
1: Excellent. And uh, just describe your, your launch, like what, what got you, what got you launched and how did you get client number one, which is always seems to be a, an an issue for a lot of people.
0: Um, I was at a workshop. And so one of the things that I highly recommend for people is go to workshops network but don't network with a mindset of selling, network with the mindset of finding who are the people that you actually want to build your own kind of mastermind with. So that's what I went with. I thought when I was initially going that I was gonna be offering something from the legal realm, like helping people do their terms and conditions or show them what kind of forms that they needed and probably not too surprising to the rest of the world, but was surprising to me. People don't wanna pay lawyers prophylactically. They wanna pay lawyers only when they got in trouble. And so I got to see um, that I could actually use some of my transferable skills, the storytelling, the authority, the visibility pieces. And just like I did in the law, I helped give voice to people who were silenced. I could do that in the entrepreneur world and it was a lot more fun. So (laughs) I was at a workshop, I decided right there on the spot, I would change what I was offering to actually, like one of the big principles, serve clients Mm. rather than serving me. So to serve clients, it had to be to help them get visible, connect to their authority, and connect with each other. And um, I ended up winning a contest at that workshop, and that's how I got my first clients.
1: Right on. And I know from our conversation before that the person leading the workshop actually gave your, uh, they bended your offer into theirs, and you ended up getting more clients that way.
0: Yes. (laughs)
1: Yeah, right on. That's great. That's great. Um, just describe for us, uh, well, and then from there on, uh, how did you build your, your company? So you, you got, that, that sounds like a fantastic launch. You walked out of there with a number of different clients, but how has it been since then and how do you continue to find, how do you continue to find clients for your business?
0: Um, that's a great question. So everybody who was an initial client has continued to re-up with me. So they've, um, I think they'll be lifelong clients. And they mm-hmm. brought in other people and introduced me to people who they thought would do well with having some of the services. But I also recognized that um, the award winning attorney was a really cool thing to be able to say, but in the entrepreneurial field, what could I do to get something similar? So I decided to spend about a year working for A List and soon to be A-list players doing their content, their strategy, doing all their lead magnets, creating their courses, the whole gamut, Mm -hmm. so that I could say I'd done it and I'd done it at a fast pace for people who had high expectations and demands. And through them, um, they started giving me some of the clients who were not completing in their programs and I'd help them get completed or people who were on a fast track. They didn't want to do all the stuff themselves. They had a particular area of genius and content creation or course creation might not be it. And so they were leveraging me by giving me um, some of those clients. So it's just expanded from there with a lot of uh, word of mouth growth and a lot of networking growth.
1: So that's interesting. You took uh, your skill and were you, when you were working with those A-list clients, were you, were you just giving it away or were you charging them? Or you, how, how did that work?
0: I'm a big believer in give free first Uh Um, and it sets up the relationship so that people don't see me as a taker. Even when I go to networking, if I'm networking somewhere like uh, we were just at a conference, I know I could pitch me and that has a certain feel to it, but it's much uh, better for building connection if I pitch the people I've just met Hmm. and then I start to be known as someone who will connect people. And more people actually get to know more about me that way, not just the credentials. And so mm. um, I did that ever since the beginning. And also, you know, in the service profession of being a lawyer, you're not actually allowed to talk about you at a trial. You have to talk about your client. So it's mm. a natural transferable skill. Just talk about everybody else.
1: That's so good. I think so. That's a principle that you practice all the time when you're networking is, is, to, is to give first. Yes, Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I think more people need to, to understand that. I think so many people go to networking thinking I'm going to, I'm going to pitch myself and I'm going to sell myself and, and, and they get discouraged when people don't aren't interested. Right. And so, yeah, so you go to networking and and you serve first. That's, that's great.
0: And also looking for people who would be fun to play with because Ah. that's the true, (laughs) true measure of a great network is, are you with people that you want to play with?
1: Nice, nice. Well, I think that leads into our next question, just about the Wi-Fi lifestyle. <laughs> I know that you are experiencing it and you're practicing it. You're, you're, you have a Wi-Fi business lifestyle. Uh, just tell us a little bit more about how you are experiencing that.
0: Uh, for me, the freedom is tremendous. So, um, I, like I said, I, I still work the number of hours, but I can pick and choose. If it's a beautiful day, I can go for a walk. If one of my nephews is doing something, I can literally drop everything and go to it and then come back and work on what I want. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the greatest things is when I go to events or I talk with people, it's not like it used to be. You know, at the law firm, I didn't have a say in who the lawyers were in the firm. And I didn't have a say in what job assignment I got or what case was given to me. Um, now I actually get to choose if I just actually had after this weekend, the client potential who came up to me, wanted to work with me. And I ended up saying, no, it was just not a good fit. So I get to pick people who are high energy and positive who are committed. I, I get to make all those decisions. And I also get to make the decisions about that for who my peers were. I really love the co-creative concept. So I love making things with other people and I get to pick who they are. I'm not told. And I get to do it on my own hours, in my own way, on my own time. There's nothing like that.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely a principle of the Wi-Fi lifestyle is getting to choose who you work with rather than the other way around. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, another principle of the Wi-Fi lifestyle, I think, is, is leverage and uh, looking for ways to work smarter and, and not harder. What are, what are some principles that you're applying to your business in order to do that?
0: I'm a big believer in sort of uh, blocking of work and time. So uh, for instance, I get up early and in the morning, um, I don't check my emails, I don't listen for text messages, I don't take telephone calls, and I don't work on other people's work, I work on my work. And then in the afternoon, I switch it around and I devote my afternoons to working on my client's work. And so those kind of making blocks of time really help. The other thing is that I also block my workout, So um, it takes only a little bit more time to turn one lead magnet into seven. And so I try and look for places where I can use the same kind of skill set or the same kind of knowledge, or if I've you know, just learned how to do something new, how many times can I iterate it right in a short period of time to both solidify the learning and to get it done much more rapidly. So um, I do that. And, and one other thing is I create my own template. So if, for instance, I'm going to do an, a string of emails in a funnel, instead of creating them all the time one-off, I create a set of templates, and, and that way it helps move things faster.
1: Well, I know you have a couple things to, uh, to teach us. i wonder if you give us a couple tips in the area of visibility. You mentioned lead magnets. And uh, in our pre-radio interview, you were talking about claiming your authority. So take it away.
0: (laughs) Thanks. Thank you. You One of the things right now that's going on, especially in 2018, is there's an internet explosion going on. So uh, the number of devices online is going from 8.4 in 2018 to 20.4 in 2020. That's a huge number in a short period of time. And so the more we get out there and get known for who we are, Um, the more we stand not to get covered in all the digital dust when everybody comes online. Most people think the way to do that is to hawk your credentials all over the place. You know, uh, we were just at a conference and you mentioned it where people were talking about, I'm the best-selling author of this, or I've got, no the number one rated YouTube channel here. And that's cool, except at this point, everybody presumes if you're doing something in this space, you have something special and unique about you, and you're award-winning in some way, somewhere. But people don't really want the guru anymore and they'll tolerate the guide but what they really want is the friend who'll roll up their sleeves and say, hey, I'm here with you and I'll be real and you be real and we'll get it going a lot faster. And so from a visibility connection and authority standpoint, I say own who you are, fly your freak flag, let people see that you've had mistakes, lead with vulnerability as well. And I'm not saying don't bleed all over everybody. But don't try to hide so much. We want to know the real us. And we want to know that the person behind there can handle when I screw up, uh, when I make mistake, when I'm scared, because they're willing to show me they've got it too. And so I'd say that's the, the biggest tip. Be real. Show your quirk. You'll get to know people faster, better, deeper, and, um, and they'll respond in kind.
1: I mean, I think one of the reasons we're here today is you and I had sort of, we had one of those conversations, we got deep real fast. Yes. Uh, and it was, it was wonderful uh, to be able to, to talk to you and, and do that. I think I even shed a few tears, so <laughs> which, which isn't think, uncommon for me. But.
0: <laughs> I think one of the things is that when people go networking, they ask about where you're from and what do you do. And that doesn't get people deep fast. But like when you and I were talking, it's like, what matters to you? Um, what's your struggle, what's your strength, why do you care, what makes you cry, those kinds of things get us connected faster and that, that lets us see who we're meant to be with. So that, it was a really great conversation that you and I had.
1: You know, I skipped over a question and that was your why. I really want to know your why. So if you could tell us, why do you do what you do? Why, why become an entrepreneur?
0: Um, there's a part of me that still hails back to high school when I thought that I could change the world. Only with way too many years added on, I've learned I can just not single-handedly. And so this is a way I can leverage who I am and the skill sets that I have to help other people be more visible. And when everybody is seen for who they really are, we'll create a very different world than when we're trying to pretend or compete or be accepted, not for who we are, but for who we think people want us to be. So it's my way of doing that.
1: So we're going to jump into our speed round here. We've got just a few more questions to ask you. And uh, the first question is, do you have a resource that inspires you, a book, a blog, or a person or something else? What what inspires you?
0: Yeah, I get a lot of inspiration from a lot of places and I read about a book a week. So this week's book might be different than next or the last, but it's (laughs) The Culture Code and it's by Daniel Coyle. And it talks about how to create safety and belonging in groups, whether it's, if you're still at a nine to five job, how to get it there. But if you're starting out for entrepreneurs, it's really important if you're going to work with anybody on how to make connections deeper and get more done together.
1: And do you have, have you experienced that in the past? Like, can you give an example of that? If if you've experienced that?
0: Absolutely. I have a mastermind group. We've been going for about a year and a half. Nobody's dropped out. They've been boldly going forward, they started thinking they were going to come and do an update to a resource section in a book. Um, When I started out, I didn't want to wait to make the million before I did something to give back. So I started out with a give back project and we did a book and made uh, the donations go to To Write Love on Her Arms that helps teens and college kids who are suicidal or depressed. But the people who came, um, when we got to know them a little bit, they weren't wanting to stay behind a computer, they actually wanted to get more connected to meet people. So um, I took them from coming up with the idea for a business to starting it to launching it to they all have websites, Facebook presence, I helped them go from zero to 10,000 and 40,000 for a couple of them, Facebook mm. fans, and they have products that they're selling in courses. And they're more bonded towards each other, because we've used a lot of those principles about safety and belonging first.
1: Well, it, it sounds like you're accomplishing that and you're getting some results too. That's that's good to hear. Yeah. The next question is, do you have a business tool, an app or something that uh, helps you or enhances your Wi-Fi lifestyle?
0: Absolutely. So I tend to be a little bit impatient. I don't like to send something off and wait three days for it to come back, especially since a lot of times it doesn't come back the way I thought it would. So I love Canva. I can go in and I can make the designs that I want and need right now. And it's only, it's on me if it doesn't come out the way I wanted it to.
1: (laughs) Excellent. I love Canva too. I think if someone was asking me that question, that might be my answer as well. Right on. And you mentioned something already, but do you have uh, an inspiring cause or a nonprofit that you want to give a shout out to
0: Definitely. Uh, to Write Love on Our Arms, so I give a shout out to them. They help people who are suicidal or depressed and they do a lot of awareness around it. So they don't actually provide medical treatment, but they help raise awareness and put people in touch with resources.
1: Yeah. And what, what, what got you in touch with that? Like what's inspired you to be involved in that particular cause?
0: When I started doing the book, The Give Back Project, it was aligned with entrepreneurs. So the turning point story actually has, for for most of us, like that I hit rock bottom depression point, so it was aligned. Um, But also in a very personal way, through the work, I've gotten to see people struggle. Um, You know, some people give up on the entrepreneur lifestyle because they don't have all the tools or the capacity or the understanding, or they try and go it alone. And um, I've been blessed to be hyper resilient. So I have not a stack of me too moments that I know what it's like to be in those dark places, but fortunately I didn't stay there. And so for me, it really speaks to be able to be on the other side and reach out to know what it was like to be back in those times and not be blinded to it or ignore that. It happens for many people, many times.
1: Well, I know that you have something to offer our listeners. So why don't you go ahead and, and describe that to us?
0: Great, right. thanks so much. Um, so I put together a starter pack, and you can get it. It's free, and it's at karenolsenagency.com/fuel. And my name is spelled K-A-R-I-N-O-L-S-O-N. So it's karenolsenagency.com/fuel.
1: Great, and you've got something else as well that you you have to offer.
0: Um, I have a Nowhere to Go package. So it's a package that um, I put together. It's customized so it's not one of those like one size fits all. It goes through and I'll analyze your website, your LinkedIn profile, your Facebook business page, your Facebook personal profile. If you have a Facebook group and you give me access to it, I'll take a look at that as well as looking at your blog. And what I do is um, highlight for you some of the things that you've got that are going really great of the things that you could do that would improve it two to ten percent and some things that you could do to take it up ten times where it's at and if you don't have those things you don't have all of them don't worry Um, i'll give you some pointers on what you could do to get started so it doesn't do a lot of the nitty-gritty picky things doesn't cover like all of the seo tricks or things like that but it's how to actually leverage and optimize what you've got going in ways so that you can improve your visibility with just a few tweaks.
1: And where, where can people find
0: that? I'll put a link for that on the same page, so it'll be easy. Everything will be at com slash fuel.
1: Good, and I love client stories, so could you just share with us a story of someone who's used the uh, nowhere to Go package and gotten some results?
0: Sure, um, I helped a woman who's a university professor, and she was charging $2,000 a day for her workshops, I did the analysis for her she put into play some of the things that I suggested and she made and got confirmation of a twenty thousand dollar workshop so it was the first time that she ever got that kind of an investment commitment
1: that's great because I think so many people set these things up they build their courses and then it's it's crickets <laughs> so yeah. I, I I think that I think what you're doing is is excellent and and, and to hear that you're your clients are getting results from that package is, is, is good to hear, right on. And if people want to get in touch with you, obviously we're gonna, they can check out this link, uh, corinneolsonagency.com forward slash fuel. But is there any other way that people can, can find you?
0: Absolutely. So you can send me an email. I do read it depending on how many I get in a day. It may take me a little while to respond, but I do respond. And it's corinne at corinneolsonagency.com.
1: Well, thanks again, Corinne. I, I was really looking forward to talking to you today, especially after our conversation in San Diego, and uh, I, I hope that we can, we can stay in touch. Thanks for, thanks for joining me today.
0: Thank you. It was so much fun. I really appreciate it.
1: You've been listening to Fuel Radio.